We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Well, indeed, it's Backbone Radio, a live version at last. We've got no Dr. Dunn tonight. I'll get to that here in just a couple of minutes. My name's Randy Corcoran. I do Saturday nights here on 710 KNUS, fill in from time to time. And um, I imagine there are Backbone listeners that don't listen to other shows here on the station, so I'll just give you a quick rundown. Colorado native, high school dropout, uh, came back to Colorado in 77 to go to Denver Automotive and Diesel College, my first love, building cars, hot rods, buying, selling, you name it. And then eventually, I guess just out of pure boredom or maybe just long-term insanity, decided to go to law school, became an attorney, and have been doing that for 25 years. And man, oh man, uh, you know, from just sort of a normal street-level practice, doing criminal defense and divorce work and helping people protect assets and estates or if they get into injuries, uh, car crashes, whatever. Uh, as Since I hung a shingle right out of law school, you know, for me it was a matter of I'm going to take anything that comes in the door. And then I realized as time went on that I could not lock myself into just one area of the law or I really would go insane. So I've just added lawyers around me and we've been able to keep our practice very general. And then when COVID hit, Man, did everything change because we uh, had to get be on the fast track for challenging government overreach and fighting back against shutdowns and mandatory masking and vaccinations and all of those things. And then in the meantime, between eh, starting, I guess, about 2010, I became politically active and politically activated. All started for me with the Tea Party, got me up off the couch, was still occasionally doing things with the Republican Party, like working in the war room on Election Day as a lawyer, answering questions. Gosh, is that over a decade ago now? But as time went on, I really realized that um, there's really nothing you can do from outside the Republican Party if you think that what needs to happen with the Republican Party is it gets reminded of what it says it stands for. Its politicians get held accountable to the promises that they've made and the party that they've chosen to affiliate with. And so I began just doing more and more and eventually wound up somehow the accidental Republican National Committee man. So I was out there in Dana Point when we went through the fighting over uh, who the new leader or who the what the next set of leadership ideas would be for the Republican National Committee as we head into this very important 2024 presidential and um, and a United States Senate map that benefits Republicans beyond belief. And I went in, you know, eyes wide open and uh, laid my cards on the table, said, I want to hear everybody out. I am voting for change, but I'm willing to hear what everybody else has to say. And I wound up pulling the trigger for Harmeet Dillon. And of course, she she got smoked. She and the other challenger, Mike Lindell, got smoked. By Ronna McDaniel. So when I got back from Dana Point, we had both of the challengers on the Saturday show. You can get those podcasts from a week ago yesterday. 
And because uh, I really wanted to see where their heads were at. Are you going to be working outside of the party? Are you going to continue to try and help the RNC do better at the things that it actually does do very, very well? And I was heartened to hear that both Lindell and Dylan are. And listen, this is contrary to some of the angry emails I got that said, I'm done. I am over you people. You didn't listen to us. And uh, not another penny, not another moment with you. And fortunately, that was not the position of the people who got slaughtered in that election, Harmeet Dillon and Mike Lindell. They understand that as much as we may not like certain things about the Republican Party, it is the vehicle, the vessel that we have to take on and take down the radical left. And a wonderful opportunity to do that in 2024, uh, this Senate map I mentioned a lot of people don't know in last year in the midterm elections, the Republicans were defending 21 Senate seats, the Democrats only 13, 21 defense by the Republicans, only 13 by the Democrats in 2024, man, that's flips in a big way. There will be 13, I'm sorry, there will be 10 Republican seats up. Only 10 seats the Republicans are having to defend and 24 Democrat seats. So just tremendous opportunities. And of course, Donald Trump, the first announced Republican candidate, he just got back from South or just finished anyway, his trek through South Carolina and literally just cleared the field in South Carolina. Two potential presidential candidates in South Carolina, Nikki Haley and Senator Tim Scott got virtually no attention at all. Uh, You wonder if they'll even, you know, work their way into the field. Hard to say, but we had a surprise guest last night on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, which is um, obviously not a morning show. It's a wake the heck up. Get your head up out of the nether regions and see what's going on in this world, Uh, because My good friend and a uh, successful politician, a mega successful businessman, his name's Steve Laffey. He and his family now live here in Colorado. Uh, If you know me, if you've been around uh, our tea party or um, other events that I've done, we've had Steve and his family many, many times. He is an official and the first challenger to Donald J. Trump for the Republican nomination. So we did a full hour with him last night. Didn't plan to, but uh, he's when I was doing a daily morning show on another station and and then doing mornings on Saturdays here on 710, we'd have him on periodically. In fact, he would sometimes come in and fill in. Uh, and I just, just love the man. And as Republican National Committee man, I have to stay neutral in primaries, <laughs> which is kind of a blessing because I, I love this guy and I love former president Donald Trump. So be nice to just be able to keep my cards close to the chest as we go through those primaries. But Steve is making a big, uh, one of his first sort of public appearances. He's going to be on all kinds of TV stations. Daily Mail's going to interview him. He's going to be on Good Morning America, I think, tomorrow. His, he's got a website, stevelaffey.com, and I'm sure, I didn't go look, but I'm sure it lays out his schedule and I, I guarantee you, this this guy's got money. He's got business smarts. Uh, it'll be really interesting if he and Donald Trump get into business debates. And he's got solutions. He's done a movie. He's written a book. He's uh, 
um, never stops talking and simply never stops fighting. And I'll just share this tiny little bit from last night on my show. You know, I'm going to New York tomorrow. Uh, there's a big, if you go to stevelappy.com, I have a really big Zoom call organized for 5 p.m. Mountain Time. But when you click on stevelappy.com, it'll invite you to go there. You should go and listen. I have a video. I, I, you know, We'll play some clips of videos. I'll talk, and we'll take some questions. And so I'll start doing that. Um, and then I'll head to then and I'll live there. And that's that's the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to live there and campaign the way I campaigned in Cranston and in Rhode Island. And I have a whole bunch of people coming out of Rhode Island who are texting me all day, ready to roll. It's not exactly the Blues Brothers movie getting the band back together, but it's fairly close, although we won't wear dark glasses. Anyway, we had a very free-raging... Come on, stop it now. Isn't that weird? My big old fat finger will not turn off my iPhone. All right, so we had a free-raging hour last night on the show, second hour of the show, and um, if you're interested... Just go to that website, stevelaffey.com, and take a peek. I, one of the questions I asked him that I think you'll find his answer interesting, as I said, listen, we know what Donald Trump does to his competitors. What do you expect? How are you going to react? One listener texted in and suggested that um, Steve Laffey would be a great vice president for Donald Trump. And uh, anyway, it was an awful lot of fun. We also had a lengthy, almost half-hour interview with Ronna McDaniel going over some of the problems, some of the failures, some of the misconceptions, and then especially some of the tremendous successes of the RNC. And in the third and final hour of the show, we had my good friend Benghazi war hero, John Tig Tigan, on the show to talk about his announcement. He's running for Colorado Springs mayor. And he just happened to mention, just dropped, that um, there's some new information on Benghazi. And it was intriguing to me. I Asked him if he could come back, and he will join us here on Backbone Radio at 6 p.m. to give us the inside skinny on all of that good stuff. I'll uh, give you Matt's statement on not being here tonight. We'll continue the show. Take your calls next on 710-KNUS. Hmm. Everybody always loves the music on Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn, quite the music sophisticate. And uh, just a smart dude, too. I got a call during the start of the show from my good friend, constitutional attorney John Eastman, which reminded me of Matt Dunn's connection to the Claremont Institute out in California. I think Matt is a fellow, uh, just one of the smartest guys I know. And people, of course, have been asking, when's Matt coming back? What's going on? Thanks for the texters, Randy and Matt Rock. I'm happy to be considered in that elevated company. And obviously, welcome your calls tonight at 303-696-1971. But I did reach out to Matt and say, hey, people are asking, where are you? And I'll just uh, tell you exactly what he wrote back to me. This is a quote. I just had to realize I'm too darn busy to keep the Sunday routine at present. I just had to realize I'm too darn busy to keep the Sunday routine at present. That's it. I've got no context for it. I've got nothing to add to it. Uh, I know that uh, we haven't had live Backbone Radio for the last couple of weeks, and so I'm awfully glad to at least be here to bring you some live radio. And again, I welcome your calls at 303-696-1971. There's a couple of things that I always like to do on my show, 
And that includes reminding folks of what I think is just very important audio, things that should not be forgotten. And yesterday on my Saturday night show, it, we just I was so guest heavy and I took everybody so long, I didn't get a chance to play these two very important things I intend to remind everybody about between now and the 2024 presidential. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Say again. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Former President. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. I didn't shut down anything. This one I really love because that is, of course, the face of the Communist Party, Chinese Communist Party, Wuhan virus, all of the lies and nonsense we were told about the origins of it. What it would do to you, how dangerous it was, and not listen. I'm not minimizing how sick people. I had it. I get it. It was. It's nasty. And then the forced vaccinations and the forced masking of our children, especially our tiny children, trying to make them sit in daycare with masks. I just some of the videos that were out were so disgusting, and I just refuse to let people forget what a hypocrite this man was. The first one. I believe was about October 2020. The second one was in August of 2022. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. I didn't shut down anything. Yeah. Okay. So those got those out of the way. Usually I make sure those get played on Saturday. Uh, there was something else that I intended to do yesterday on my show and didn't get to. And I want to get that out of the way while there's time right now, because Two weeks ago, the Saturday before last, when I came back from the RNC meeting where we, where I tried to vote in new leadership for the RNC chairmanship, Ronna McDaniel emerged victorious. The video for Tyree, uh, what was his last name? Tyree Nichols, I think. Yeah. Um, if you know me, you know me in names. If I don't write them down, the video for Tyree Nichols had just come out and I had scanned through it and I had had a chance to, you know, just kind of rough see it. But I did not have a chance to, you know, I'm a lawyer. I do criminal defense among the many other hats I wear at my law firm. So when you get video like that, you want to look at it from every angle, look at it very carefully, look at it multiple times. And I had said two weeks ago that. I was going to reserve my comment, my perspective, my opinion until I had a chance to do that. And I have to say that after watching that video, and it's it's just almost unbearable to watch, uh, there's no way to justify anything uh, the way those police acted. I, I wonder why Nichols did not just roll over, put his hands behind his back and stop I've had that conversation with so many people. I've had that conversation with my own children. Man, if you're in a confrontation with the police, the place to argue about it is in a courtroom later. You cannot win when you're uh, when they're taking you into custody, if you're taking you to jail or whatever. That's the time to just say, yes, sir, no, sir, sit quietly, exercise your right to remain silent, ask for your parent, ask for your lawyer. And the kid was just fighting. He was constantly rolling over. But the flip side of that is there were five big men there. And the way that they continued to just beat him and pummel him, instead of just getting him under control, 
Just, you know, get on his head, get on his legs, get his hands, cuff him, and get him in the back of the car. They certainly had the capacity to do that. I don't care how wound up, how energized, how, uh, you know, there's no evidence that he was on any kind of wild meth or drugs or anything. I haven't heard anything like that. But, man, he was certainly juiced, probably on adrenaline, maybe pure fear. Maybe his instincts just knew that something was wrong, something bad is happening. You know, that feeling that you get in your gut. So I was hoping, you know, I'm a pro-police rally guy, and I there's so many great men and women in law enforcement, and they're so beleaguered, so beaten down, and now so under assault. So their job has become so incredibly dangerous that I'm always looking for ways to defend the men and women in blue. I love how the left, even though these were black cops on a black defendant, a black victim, try to still make it a racist issue. They're they're so desperate. They're so disgusting over there on the left. But there's just no way to um, explain how these five men, these five massive men and a couple more who came on the scene later could just allow what happened to go on and not stop it and then set him up, prop him up against a car and ignore him, not give him the medical attention for several minutes after the ambulance. It's, It's sick. It is really sick. And the one thing that you can blame it on, and again, this always circles back to the left, is their their woke standards. They reduced the criteria for police officers in Memphis. The the training isn't as complete. The the requirements to apply and to succeed in the police academy aren't as complete. And and that's where the problem starts. It's not a racist issue. Did you know white and Hispanic? For white and Hispanic, 9% of the deaths are by a cop. For black people, 2% of their deaths are by cop. Yeah. You know, Al Not-So-Sharpton shows up at the funeral and he points to, you know, the attack on black people by police officers. Again, 2%. Black deaths are by cop. 9%. Of white and Hispanic deaths are by cop. The reduction in standards, the push to reduce standards in the name of diversity is always a disaster. So these men should be in prison for a very long time. I am well assured that that's what will happen. The family should be made very, very rich, will not replace their son. There's no excuse But there's nothing else that the system can do to solve this particular tragedy and travesty. But we cannot allow the left to take advantage of another situation like this and turn it into, you know, defund the police. Uh, Cops are all racist. White supremacy. It's just amazing that they would try and use black on black police assault like this and still characterize it as racism. And it just shows you how unmoored from reality that these people are, how it's always about the message, the mantra, stirring up the chaos, creating the violence and the, the uh, unrest in our society, because the end goal is to turn our society on its ear. And I, for one, I'm not going to stay silent about it. I'm going to call it like I see it, 
white on black, black on black, red on blue. It does not matter. We've got phone calls. We've got to take a hard break here. But when we come back, we will get to your phone calls. I'm Randy Corcoran here, guest hosting Backbone Radio. So good to have you here. Stay with us. You're listening to 710 KNUS. Blake's got it right. He whispered in my ear, there's only one king. Man, oh, man. It's 435, 25 minutes to go until 5 o'clock. Randy Corcoran guest hosting Backbone Radio tonight. So good to be here live with you. We'll jump to the phones here in just one second. But uh, I know that you all have been waiting for weeks since the November election when uh, when John Fetterman beat Dr. Oz, the out-of-towner candidate, the middle-of-the-road candidate, the sadly Trump-endorsed candidate. Uh, and we were all just shocked because clearly, you know, the man had a stroke and he was suffering, he was struggling to communicate, and I just want you to know now that he is, in fact, a United States Senator from Pennsylvania, he is doing much, much better. Just listen. And today, I am now proud to stand here with you, Senator, and support the President to get more and more things here in Pennsylvania. Improving the roads and the bridges, replace the lead pipes, and they get more stuff done. And that's really what Democrats like us, like the president, get doing for the last two years. Yep, that is what guys like us, the president, get doing the last few years. And, you know, I, I have seen, I haven't seen this written about me, but I have seen it written about others. People, you're mocking someone who had a stroke. No, I'm mocking the idiots who are so desperate to be in power that when this guy strokes out, and by the way, fully vaxxed, another young stroke victim, no no correlation, of course, but they're so desperate for power that uh, they will allow a zombie, a vegetable like this to take one of the 100 United States Senate seats, one of the 51 that they have, because they know he'll do what he's told. He will vote for whatever way the Democrat wind blows. A little more from our fully recovered John Fetterman. And we should all support replacing the lead pipes and ensuring that everyone has clean, safe, clean drinking work uh, waters. Yeah, uh, clean, safe drinking work. I, for one, when I go home, I... I Grab, I wrap my arms around my wife. I'm taking care of my son's dog. I bring him in close and I get on my knees and thank God for my children, my grandchildren, and my great, clean, safe drinking work. Man, oh man, does that make me feel good. But the good, good news, of course, we're mocking Democrats and uh, the stroke's sad, but Fetterman is just disgusting and has no business being a United States senator. But, but the good news is, the Democrat Party is so strong, their leadership from the top down is so sharp that they can overcome the, the failures, the mental deficiencies of Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman. And it starts at the top. We've united the, we've united the Asia. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Putative President, what? We've united the, we've united the Asia. God, this man has the nuclear codes accessible china is not our enemy 
You know what? I'm going to save that one. That's that's a serious, serious, um, serious Biden clip we may get into if we talk about China and the balloon later. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half of the women in, the, in my administration are women. <laughs> more than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half of the women in, the, in my administration are women. More than half the people in my cabinet, more than half of the women, more than half of the people, more than half of the women in my cabinet are women. You, you just got to hear it one, once more. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half of the women in, the, in my administration are women. Yeah. Yeah. Democrat Party is in good shape, aren't they? All right. I promise phone calls. Let's start with Stephen in Denver. He's been waiting the longest. Stephen, thanks for your patience. Welcome to Backbone Radio. Okay. Uh, love your show, bud. And what I'm about to say is, is purely anecdotal. But uh, in fall of uh, 1970, I turned 19. And my uh, World War II vet um, policeman father had told both the boys in the family that when you turn 19, you're, you're on your own, you're out of the house. And uh, he said, uh, boys, uh, it's not a question of if, but it's a question of when you two get arrested. ID, answer the questions politely, and just quietly go to jail. And one thing I noticed in all of these um, police shootings of black people in the last two and a half, three years that made the news, and some were um, justifiable and turned out turned that way in court, and, and, and others weren't. But every single one, the person resisted. Doesn't mean you deserve to die, but you did resist. Hundred percent, Stephen. It, you cannot. You cannot skip over the part. Now, with Tyree, you know, he got dragged out of his car. I And I still don't know the truth about this. I'm told he was reckless driving and swerved or veered into a Torto police car. Have you heard or seen anything else about that? Because that I have not confirmed one way or the other. No, I haven't. But they, but they dragged yeah. him out. But even so, man, if, if I'm – I was driving – uh, a Corvette that I had won uh, on a radio show, and I had my cousin's two stepchildren, little kids, in the car, and we pulled up to a liquor store, and um, and I had the top was off of the car, and the little kids were you know buckled into the seat, and uh, all of a sudden, two Jefferson County cops pulled up on each side and got out with their weapons, and I was like. You know, what the hell? We were having a family gathering and uh, and I don't even it's been a while now. I don't even remember what the details were, but I just knew instinct instinctively hands are up. I'm going to do what I'm told. I'm going to answer their questions. And it took, you know, three or four minutes to whatever they thought we were involved with. They realized they had the wrong people. But uh, even as a kid, man, I would elude cops on my little dirt bike long before I had a driver's license and, you know, or get in trouble for ditching school, all kinds of stuff. I knew that I had no power in that situation, and I kept my mouth shut and just did what I was told. It made it it made it easier, and so we can't skip over that. I agree with you. Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate it. Anything else? Um, no, I love your show. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, old buddy Jack, old official, long time backbone super caller Jack. Well, what happened to him? It just went red. Jack, are you there? Hello. Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah, I think so. It died. Hey, in, my machine died in here. Com- Go ahead. Yeah, 
I appreciate your compliments on on Doc Dunn, and actually Doc Dunn and you are the only two left on on uh, Colorado radio that are worth listening to, and that's my considered opinion. But on Fetterman and Biden, here here is what is glaring on Fetterman and Biden: people who can't speak properly can't think properly. It's the same affliction. That's all I have to say, Your Honor. Well, and you know, during the debates and everything, he was actually reading teleprompters. They were having to whisper in his ear and, and feed him the answers, and he couldn't even read them. I, You know, he's not much worse than Joe Biden, I suppose. But uh, th- this is the best. This is the cream of the crop of the Democrat Party. And uh, I, I have such optimism about 2024 because now America is living through the results of what uh, what we allowed to happen in 2020 and 2022. Um, and I just don't think America's going to put up with it much longer. Yeah, well, but there's half of this country is going to vote for somebody that does that does nothing but giggle. I mean, where are we? Where the heck are we? It isn't. It, these are amazing times, but they create tremendous opportunity for change, man. And uh, that's why I'm all in. Really excited about what's coming. Good, good. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. It's good to hear your voice. All right, Jack is gone, man. <laughs> that is just gone fast. There's no messing around behind the board around here. I'm going to have to get used to, uh, like, ninja producer <laughs> Blake. He's killing it back there. By the way, I, I made Blake work today because, um, and I don't know how much of this I'm going to get to, but I'm I'm going to try and get to all of it. There's uh, There was a piece in Colorado Times Recorder about that leftist blog about uh, leadership program of the Rockies graduates. And by God, they named me as the most influential Republican and then went on to to trash and mischaracterize and some different things. And so they actually referred to an interview that I did with Chuck and Julie when I was in Dana Point. Chuck and Julie do their own former hosts here on 710. They've got their own podcast now. And um, and I did something with them live from Dana Point a few days before the RNC chair election, and they just mischaracterized it terribly, and uh, at least in my humble opinion. So we may get a chance to get to that. Most importantly, when we come back, I want to talk with you a little bit about the censorship. Uh, there was a fascinating hearing this afternoon in Congress led by Colorado Congressman Ken Buck, Lauren Boebert was there, Matt Gates, some other conservative and freedom-fighting heroes, and... Uh, I'll tell you some interesting information about that when we get when we come back. It's Backbone Radio on 710 KNUS. Here we go, 450. Randy Corcoran guest hosting Backbone Radio. If you're just joining the show, people have been asking about Matt Dunn and here is what he had to say. Quote, I just had to realize I'm too darn busy to keep the Sunday routine at present. That's all I got and um that's all you'll get, at least from me tonight. So glad to have you here, though. Phone lines uh, have been busy. 303-696-1971 the number. 696-1971. Let's talk to Peter in Denver. Peter, welcome to the show. Hey, Randy. Thank you. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm going to miss Matt. I hope that all's well with him and his family. You know, he was probably on KNUS uh, local, the most knowledgeable, well-read of all of you. No offense to you, but that's uh, my opinion. Now, listen, he and, he was brilliant. Uh, he, yeah, is, he, was. he is. He's genius level smart, and uh, 
you know, I'm a street level guy. I make no bones about it. But uh, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't get. Uh, I'm not insulted yeah. at all. So yeah, well, now you are the only true conservative local voice on KNUS. But anyway, um, Tyree Nichols. I, every video I've seen, they don't really start until they're pulling him out of the car. Have you seen anything when what happened before that? That's a just such a great question. I asked the earlier caller uh, who weighed in on Tyree, and and the, I've read that he swerved. He was gonna, being pulled over for reckless right. driving, swerved at a cop car. Uh, there, there just had to be something for them to go go so hard on him the moment they got him pulled over. It it couldn't have just been a routine traffic stop. Uh, not yeah. justifying anything that happened, obviously. No, not at all. I mean, it's hard to watch what happened yeah. to him. But still, I'm just wondering, Every, like I said, every video I've seen, you know, one guy pulls up and they start, you see him rip, taking him out of the car or dragging him out of the car. And I've never seen what happened before that. I was just wondering. Interesting that it's like radio silence, news silence on any of that either. Yeah. Okay, man, you take care. I was just wondering. Peter, I appreciate it. Okay, man, bye-bye. 4.52, and um, I wanted to talk just briefly about this censorship hearing that um, went on this afternoon. And, it, in fact, it made me late getting in here for when I wanted to come in uh, for the show because I was watching it at home on Newsmax. And in here in the studio, they've got DirecTV, and DirecTV, owned by parent company AT&T, after dumping OAN, One America News Network, last year, dumped Newsmax just last week. And it's extraordinary. The number four rated cable news channel, I guess now, continuing to grow. And um, I stopped watching Fox primarily a long time ago. I'll often catch clips of Tucker Carlson, or uh, and I record all the Mark Levin shows, but... As as a regular news outlet, as a regular sort of on in the background all day, it's Newsmax for me. And I don't use DirecTV at home, so I did not lose them. But I realized as I was watching this, I'm thinking, oh, well, I'll get to the studio and uh, and I'll pick this up. Maybe we can record some of the sound. Because Ken Buck was speaking, uh, C- Congresswoman Lauren Boebert was speaking, Matt Gates was speaking, other very articulate, very passionate Congress critters. And then I realized if I go to the studio, I'm just going to miss it because it's been taken off of this platform. And so I am recommending and encouraging you, use your voice. The left has become, they have become masters of this cancel culture. And they want to cancel a conservative voice. Maybe you don't pay any attention to Newsmax at all. Doesn't matter if they were dropping MSLSD. I would say the same thing. They claim it's a business decision, but according to Newsmax anyway, they're, they say that we, they're, they don't pay us to carry our signal. And they pay other lower-rated left-wing channels to be on their platform. So we, we just can't do it. We can't put up with this anymore. Remember back when Chick-fil-A stood up for life and, and there was this big, boycott across the nation and or an attempt at a boycott and all it did was create night after night after night these miles long car parade uh, lines of people going through the drive through at Chick-fil-A it, it was tremendous it shows where the heart of America really exists and we've got to take action ATT owns direct TV my family plan, my personal phone, um, my law firm, cell service, all of it 
has been on AT&T for decades. I will be shopping to get rid of AT&T. Not going to deal with it anymore. Wells Fargo has announced that they're going to focus their home mortgages on disadvantaged classes of people. You know how the left likes to divvy us up into people. We're not just Americans, different economic circumstances, different histories, different life experiences, different capabilities, different talents. They don't want to do that. They want to lump us into groups and then pit us against each other. And Wells Fargo is going to cut away from their mortgage services for white people, basically. It's, It's extraordinary. And so I've had... My law firm, my trust account, I've had uh, checking accounts, our family's auto repair business, uh, those accounts, everything running through Wells Fargo. I've had mortgages, not right now, but I've had mortgages at Wells Fargo. I'm going to move it all. I'm going to move it all. Every individual person can have a voice and make a difference in doing this. And I'll tell you, the, the speeches were extraordinary. I just love now watching the Matt Gateses and the Lauren Boberts and Ken Buck, who, you know, the most laid back, the most experienced, the most uh, sophisticated of the bunch, wrote a book on the censorship and big tech. Uh, and he called this hearing is ex- just extraordinary to listen to some of the things that are going to happen. These companies are going to be investigated. And. Apparently, just last week, DirecTV, in response or after the dropping of Newsmax, had 50,000 cancellations. Well, that's great. Ain't nearly enough. There's a petition. I'll, uh, I'll, in fact, I guess I didn't write down the website for it, and uh, I'll find that on this next break and just give it to you on the other side. A petition you can sign. It's got the phone numbers for AT&T and the phone numbers for DirecTV where you can call and express your displeasure. And, uh, you know, we've got to we have to enforce now that we've got Twitter back, now that we know just how much collusion there's been between the federal government and big tech and the former Twitter masters and continuing at Facebook and elsewhere. Now that we know the truth about all that. Thank you, Elon Musk. We have to exercise our power, the power of the purse to enforce go woke, go broke. Remember how woke the NFL became and how they've pulled back from all of that. Just the companies out there that have Disney. I mean, you know, imagine being woke Disney in Florida. Now, if you're woke Disney in California, you're right at home. Uh, California, that's become the worst hellhole. It's kind of what Denver is modeling itself on. We have to enforce go woke, go broke. And we do that very simply. We choose what to buy what not to buy. We choose what to subscribe to, what not to subscribe to. And we make those calls. We let our voices be heard. We sign things like the Newsmax petition, which I'll, uh, I will look up over the break and give to you on the other side. You just have to. Rand Paul has gotten rid of DirecTV. Donald J. Trump and Donald Trump Jr. have dropped their AT&T phone services. Those are big. They're, they're not hard. It's Frustrating. I think AT&T is probably the best service, so I'm going to have to look for good alternatives. But I don't need wall-to-wall coverage. I'm typically in the city. I'm typically in major cities. If I have to lose a little bit of coverage in order to send a message to these monoliths, monoliths that keep wanting to shove their 
woke nonsense down our throat, so be it. And I encourage you to do the same thing. If, uh, if you're a regular backbone listener and you've never heard me before, you probably get the sense that, you know, my history, my background is activism. And uh, anytime I can think of something that you can do to make a difference, I'm going to share it with you. Don't forget Tig Tigan coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. New news on Benghazi. Second hour next on 710 KNUS.